Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 301 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Love Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, both Rice and Marvel, Uncle Ben, Ben 10, 11 from Stranger Things, 12 Angry Men, and The Police's Sting, Dave Grawl <laughs> and Super Dave, Nicholas Cage and Nicholas Cave, Austin Powers saying, oh, behave, and Shabo wow. from System of a Down Unshaved. Wine and dine and get ready to blast. It's episode 79 of Getting Head. A bucket cast. Wow, that was beautiful, Britt. Thank you. I really, I love specifically the system of a down reference and the Austin Powers reference. Yeah, you're welcome. Those were particularly nice. Um, Austin's Austin Powers relevant again because, as they say, brings me showers. Yeah, Austin Powers brings me showers. That's a yeah. that's a quote from my brother. That's yeah. The, Funniest joke he's ever written. I mean, it's also just, you know, representative of reality as we yes, know it. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to repeat it until it stops being accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, hey, we're here. It's, uh, it is April 7th, 2020. Is. Well, when we're recording this, obviously. Uh, yeah. but it's April 7th, 2022. Mm-hmm. And that is one day, less than one day before your birthday. Oh, how, how do you feel boy. about that? Uh, Last I, year, we recorded this on your birthday. Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, we had my brother as a guest last mm-hmm, year on episode yeah. what, 20-something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, 27, probably. Uh, I'm feeling all right about aging. I don't know. It's whatever. So you're going to be 41? 49, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. I skipped nice. a couple years. Um, nice. nice. Yeah, I decided I was just like... I uh, kind of done with my thirties, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. last year I was 33 mm-hmm. this year. I said I was going to go to 41, but I'm like, you know, yeah. there's like eight years there. I yeah. probably just don't need. So. And you want to be a 49er. So yeah, you're just yeah. like, so let's I'm, do it. Let's right? do it. San- Bay area, baby. 49ers. Right? So I'm 49 in this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, next year, I'm probably going to go back to 35. We'll see though. Well, uh, we'll play it by ear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we will play it by ear. Yeah, yeah. We will. how are That's you doing? A, how are you doing? What's uh, new? I, oh my god! Okay, um, <clears throat> I was going to tell a different story, but then something happened to me today mm-hmm. that I I feel like I have to talk about. Now it is something I've talked about before on this podcast, but mm-hmm. the fact that it happened again, well, we got to talk about that. So today I was running errands for a lot of the day. I <clears throat> I had to do a lot of things. I had to go to the post office. I had to go pick up some sheets for my new bed, mm-hmm. you, which you helped me pick up. We yeah. went and picked up a mattress and and, and basically like a, held it literally to the top of my car. Literally picked up a mattress. We literally picked up a mattress. Yeah. It, it's a king size mattress, gigantic, it's a big, and we strapped it to the roof of my car and drove it across halfway across the city. It was it was an adventure. <laughs> like, like interestingly enough, too, like <laughs> the the mattress is the size of your bedroom. It, 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 like is, it, it is yeah. going to extend to almost your doorway. <laughs> almost the doorway, yes. Almost your doorway. And yeah. I measured before yeah, this. Yeah. I just like, I, like, okay. Like it, it, it fits, but it is the size of your room. <laughs> no, like, it is literally a bedroom. Yeah, the, uh, yeah, that's all there's space uh-huh, for. Uh-huh. It's like, like bed 
and maybe end table room, but mostly just bedroom. Mostly just bed. Mm-hmm. Well, see, the thing is, is I only use my room for my bed as it exists. That's fair. So, That's fair. Um, as long as it doesn't block the doorway out onto my balcony, which it which it will not. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't see it as a problem. Also, check it out. So I have had the same bed since I moved into my old apartment uh, in mm. 2018, okay. um, and it's been fine. It's this very cheap IKEA mattress I could not oh, afford much IKEA, at the time. IKEA mattress. No. Yeah, and I've been Ugh. wanting a new bed, and I like, I you know I have enough money to buy a new bed, so mm-hmm. I've been thinking about like, hey, I really need to upgrade my bed. I think that's yeah. a good thing to do. Oh, it's um, great, great. Right. I mean you. Quality yeah. of life decision. And then yeah. a friend of mine posted on Instagram that were like, hey, I returned a bed I bought online and they said I could keep it. Does anybody mm-hmm. want it? It's brand new and it cost me $1,400. And I was like, sign me up. I'll yeah, take a fucking, fucking free fancy free mattress. Like, yeah. It's brand new. Yeah, I um, love that shit. And so I hit up my friend and she was like, yeah, come get it. And so I went and picked up this mattress. It actually feels really nice. It feels like it's pretty high quality. I haven't laid on it yet, but it Seems nice. Seems well made. Mm-hmm. The car seemed uh, to like it. So. Car, yeah, yeah. The car and the mattress bonded a little bit, and yeah. uh, they seem to hit it off. So yeah. I'm assuming it's going to be good. Uh, but feeling pretty positive about that. But one of the other things I had to do today mm-hmm. was I needed to pick up a replacement light bulb for my kitchen. Now, yeah. a few things about this. Firstly, <laughs> my kitchen uses the shittiest, most obscure fucking light bulb I have ever seen in my life. Uh-huh. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is a giant pain in the ass to find one. I, I've actually gone to three separate hardware stores and not been able to find it. Um, this is the fourth hardware store I've gone to, and they did actually have it, which was amazing. But I had to spend like a, several minutes like looking up the model number and like making sure this other brand equivalent is like going to fit the same you know thing. Right, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whatever. Long story short, found that it's great. I go up to pay for my uh, my light bulb mm-hmm. and the the straps that I got for the bed. Right. Um, the guy sitting at the uh, at the counter has a Star Wars mask on, um, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's not covering his nose; it's only covering his mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, like whatever, so I'm just paying for my stuff. And as you can see, like I'm wearing a shirt with like a death metal band on it. Sure. Right. Um. So, the guy at the counter. Man, I had headphones in, but he's like, hey, man. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, hey, is that a band? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it is a band. Yeah. They're called Defeated Sanity. Uh, they're from Denmark. I saw them at El Corazon uh, two weeks ago. Uh-huh. He was like, that's pretty cool. What kind of music do they play? And I was like, death metal. He was like, cool. You, you listen to other stuff? Oh, no. And I was like, no. Sure. And he's like, no, he didn't. What he, about electronic? No, <laughs> this is the second time. I know. This I is know. the second I guy. I, this is the second hardware store so, EDM weirdo. So no, no it, it's the same guy. Oh, it's the same. Guy. It's the same guy. Wait, oh, was it the same hardware store? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so okay. So as soon as this started happening, like I'm wearing a mask, so he can't see my face, but I am like smiling such a smirk like yeah. i'm like you really don't remember doing this to me that like six months ago the last he time does I this came to, to everybody store. and i was like that was the thought i was like do you th- do this to everybody yeah so then, so then okay let me tell you how it went because it went exactly the same as the last uh-huh. one so he has this this down to a pattern he's like go to youtube and i'm like all right so I pull up youtube on my phone uh-huh. he's like type in did you spell that right and he said yeah, that. He's yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Know, yeah. He's like, make sure you spell I, it right. I remember this story, make sure you spell it right. And then, yeah. So I look it up. He's like, cool, yeah, that's me. I make a, like, deep house, like, glitch. Like, 
deep house like deep like house and and glitch glitch okay. core i think you said glitch core it's the thing that he said um and then i was like cool man sounds rad and then he was like check it out and he turned his monitor towards me no. and he said check it out i'm on the radio <laughs> and, and i was like cool man and he was like i get most of my traffic from europe and i was like yeah man europe they need it <laughs> and i actually did say europe they need it and uh then i was like I but here's the most interesting part about that so on his like the the website he showed me of his like radio page or whatever i wasn't exactly sure what it was i didn't see what the website was mm -hmm. um there was a picture of him um that i could tell it was him but it was obviously like it was him from like a very long time ago like in the picture he looked like he was like a maybe 25 year old dude and in, he's in his 40s now in real life yeah i was th in real life i would say at youngest 41 like, okay. at, like he he definitely like he didn't. I'm not saying he looked bad or anything. He just definitely like he looked older, like right. significantly. And so like the photo of him, it's like it was like a professionally taken photo of like him against like leaning up against a wall with like headphones around his neck. Oh, I know. It's like, I hate yeah. DJ photos. They're I know. The, they're I know. The most uncomfortable shit. Ever. I know. It's it was really funny. It was very oh. like stereotypical DJ photo. And um, yeah. So that happened again. Uh, oh, make sure you bleep out his, na his name. Make sure to bleep it because I, I just I think that would did be you say funny. His name? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah, well, like yeah, on the actual on the actual podcast, like bleep it out. Yeah, that'd be funny. I'm just gonna uh, say like I'm just Odessa. What Odessa? Because they are from here. Yippee ki yay, Mister Falcon. Yeah, so that happened to me again, and and I just think I just think it's so amazing that like. I was in that place not that long ago. That was not that long ago that that dude, happened. Dude, like, that was like six Spencer, months ago at like, most. I mean, me and Beck have told you the tale of Messy Jesse, correct? Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You, I mean, have you ever told that story on here? Yeah, yeah. I've okay. told that story okay. on here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that type of clerk mm -hmm. exists. And, like, thankfully, I've never had that clerk work for me because, like, if a customer told me that they did that to someone, I'd be like, hey, uh, let me pull you aside here. So, um, uh, you're, uh, I understand you're <laughs> talking to people about your music mm -hmm. project. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you a story about this uh, guy named Messy Jesse and what a <laughs> fucking dork he was. And then at uh -huh. the end of the story, be like, uh -huh. yeah, so do you want to be that type of person? <laughs> Just, I, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think that I, I don't, you do. I don't want to tell the person like straight up, don't tell people about your music. I just want people to know, hey, you're a type of person that, People don't want to be, and you shouldn't want to be that type of person. Agreed. And so Agreed. what I'm saying is th this person needs a good manager <laughs> to I tell think, them I stuff. think he owns the store. No! <laughs> I, I, well, he's always there. No! He's like, he's like either the only employee, which I could believe that as well, or he owns yeah, the store. Yeah, they're always looking for help there. For some reason, they always yeah. have a help wanted sign there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. seems like a hell of a thing. But anyways... Uh, I'm still not going to listen to that guy's music. Uh, you know what? And here we go. What? Well, it's too bad because uh, we're going to do a whole special episode on that guy's music. 
Let's not. There's nothing you no, can do he, about it. No, he has SEO set up for his fucking electronic music. He'll find us talking about it. I don't want that. I have to go to that hardware store regularly. Like, I, do, I, do, I don't want him to know that I, I've listened to his music or made a podcast about him. <laughs> that is the worst idea ever. <laughs> Shut up. We're not doing that. Uh, <laughs> anyways, f- fucking goth news. Following up on a story we reported back in February here on Goth News, this week Shia LaBeouf and partner Mia Goth were, spar- mm-hmm. were spotted in Pasadena, California. Wow. Pushing a stroller, presumably containing their new child. The young Goth. A representative for the couple has not commented. No word on whether the child will be Goth, LaBeouf, or a combination of the two. Whoa, dude, what if his last name was Goth LaBeouf? That'd be sick. Or if they just didn't give him a first name and it was just Goth LaBeouf. What if his name was Goth Goth? Or Shia Goth? (laughs) That'd rule. Yeah, be pretty good. (coughs) Excuse me. In Goth obituaries this week, legendary studio guitarist Joe Messina passed at the age of 93. Hmm. Dubbed the white brother with soul. Messina was a founding hmm. member of Motown Records house band, The Funk Brothers. Damn. Uh, having previously played with such jazz greats as Miles Davis, Stan Getz, and Charlie Parker. Messina can be heard on most recordings from the 60s to early 70s on Motown Records, including Marvin Gaye, Stevie Wonder, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, Diana Ross and the Supremes, and The Four Tops. That's goth as hell. Hell yeah. We appreciate you, goth brother. Mm-hmm. Stay dead, rest easy. And finally, in goth business news this week, (laughs) according to (laughs) foxnews.com, Papa John's founder and goth patriarch John Schnatter is Uh challenging the plague of cancel culture on on American lifestyle en route to recovery from his own notorious cancellation. Uh Schnatter told Fox News Digital at CPAC 2022 a few months ago that Papa John's was one of the first to take the hit of cancel culture and blamed the elite left for targeting the pizza chain for its notoriety and influence and embodiment of the American dream. Schnatter said, quote, the problem with cancel culture Mm. is it hurts our freedom, especially our freedom of speech. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why that's the first amendment to the constitution, he said. And for those reasons, we were the first ones to take a hit. We were cancel culture before anybody knew what the heck it was. Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America causing their stock to fall 30%. He then used the N-word during a conference call. Yeah, he did. Dark news for cool dudes. 
so we have we have something to talk about briefly. We do. We're going to have to use more time to talk about this later, but we do have to talk about it for a while. Because, uh, because we just have to make folks aware of it. Uh-huh. Um, but I think, so, we sh- I think when we do the full episode about it, we should drop that in the main feed. I yeah. feel like that's... Yeah, 100%. So, so uh, I'll go ahead and introduce this because sure. I introduced you into this. So, yeah, uh, I was I was on Twitter and uh, uh, following um, at some, Travis View, a Travis View from QAnon Anonymous podcast, which we've talked about here on before. Great, a great, great anti conspiracy podcast. podcast. It's it's really wonderful. It's a podcast critical of conspiracy. Yes, and it is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, not not anti conspiracy because uh, they do point out real conspiracies on there, but mm-hmm. it is critical of a lot of like right wing and mainstream conspiracies, uh, especially QAnon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so he posted a thing. There was like a uh, new pri- new Primus song, first song in five years. Actually, you know what? I should just read this tweet because, mm-hmm. like, it it piqued my interest, and it should pique everybody's interest. Um, Here, I have it pulled up. Oh, uh, you got it. Um, yeah. So, Here. oh, I got it too. So, Travis View said, um, "Primus released their first new song in five years." It's a 12-minute prog jam about conspiracism that includes references to chemtrails, flat earth, anti-vax. Uh, Anunnaki. Anunnaki. JFK Jr. lives and other conspiracy theories. Um, and it's called uh, Conspiranoia. Mm-hmm. I have the lyrics pulled up for Conspiranoia. Yeah, well. it doesn't actually um, have a lot of lyrics. Um, uh, see, that's what I thought, but then I was looking through this, and there's actually like quite a bit of lyrics. The were there? Well, I yeah. mean, for a 12-minute song, it's only got like six stanzas or something. Yeah, that's true. Um, we don't need to go through the whole lyrics, but ultimately, so yeah, Primus put out a new song, and it talks about a lot of conspiracy theories. So in the lyrics itself, it references quite a few popular conspiracy theories, but then in the song, in the music video at mm-hmm. least, and I don't know if that was added by the band or added by whoever made the music video. Well, obviously approved by the band. Obviously approved by the band. Mm. Uh, but there's a sequence in the music video where the band is playing and it just lists how many conspiracy theories? A hundred. Well, 141. However, one of them is fully <clears> redacted. <throat> so 140 conspiracy theories. Uh, yeah, which is a lot. And they're deep cuts. Like, yes. There is some extremely obscure shit. And like, as somebody who follows conspiracy theories, there was, there were, there's a... I, I, a large amount that I had never heard of. Yeah. Um, so like it's it's pretty deep cuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those could be jokes. I'm not sure. Yeah. There. I mean, there's some conspiracy theories in there where I'm like, I mean, that's that's a real thing for certain. So here's the thing. Like upon listening to the lyrics, reading the lyrics, like mm-hmm. I would say the song is anti-conspiracy. It is a hundred percent. Uh, which is cool. Mm-hmm. We like that. Uh, there's a line in here that I I like quite a bit. Um. Yeah, let me read a quote, uh, some quotes here, um, which leads us to chemtrails. Scientists and governments are seeding the atmosphere, implementing biological warfare and population control, and geoengineering a race of superhuman Jews. Wow. Wow. So, so the one thing that was listed on the video that I was like, that's like an actual fact, though, uh, was MK Ultra is yeah. lifted as a conspiracy theory, and I'm like... MK Ultra is not a conspiracy. Like that's something the government has very reluctantly admitted to doing. True. Yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, then there there was like three conspiracies on there. I read all of them, and there were three that I'm like, 
those are definitely like more facts. Uh, also, they listed Iran Contra, where I'm like, hmm. listen, fucking like people went to jail for that and were exonerated for it. Like, you know, um, like Oliver North was guilty of a lot of stuff. I mean, there are a lot of people that were guilty of a lot of stuff. Mm. Iran Contra happened, and it's a fact. Like, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, but it's pretty interesting that uh, Primus is doing this. It like, is. Like I, is. looking at the um, the reception to this online has been really interesting because like most people are at least, totally on board. Totally on board. There are some people though that yes. are like, I have uh, one of my favorite comments, which I'm sure you uh, might have I, seen. You know, it was like, like can it, I can I just read it? I posted it in my story. Like, oh, it, okay, yeah. yeah, that might have been where I like, see it. The, I'll, the I'll one just, that ends with like, yeah, Primus no, really sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, here I'll uh, I'll read that here. Um, Michael Riley says last night. Mm-hmm. So is Les trying to imply that them damn blue collar tweeters aren't running this town? Tweakers have. Tweeters uh, in 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 the in the song, it's blue collar tweakers. Uh, so okay. he, he he misspelled. Yeah, yeah. Have these toys started winding down? I think so. Les is an amazing bassist and musical genius. I cannot support this new crap. However, Primus now sucks for real. Yeah. <laughs> You tell him. You tell Les Claypool. He cares. How fucking beautiful is that? Like, I love the idea that there's, like, conspiracy dorks that are mad at Primus. I, I'm, I'm determined to find more of that oh, there's, and there's showcase it. Yeah. There's, so in, in our special episode yeah. about it, like, I really I want to talk about that. I think that that's amazing. I, I think it's cool for Primus to be against conspiracy theories. I thought the song was okay. There's some synthesizers in it, which is fun. Uh, the song's can, okay. It's okay. Um, There's, like, I don't know. It sounds like Primus, Primus Live stuff, to be honest, because it's a lot jammier and less tight than a lot of what they do. And it's a lot more of like Les Claypool going real hard on bass. Damn, he he goes real hard on the bass. Yeah, yeah. The the, the main riff that, 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 and like, that thing is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, it's it's an interesting combination of, I'd say it's very obvious that they just toured uh, a bunch of Rush material. Yeah, because of the synths and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Is, it's, it's like Rush and like 80s Pink Floyd together because it's mm-hmm. got a very big spacey feel to it, especially mm-hmm. the guitars are super David Gilmore-y. Um, it's pretty sick though. It's like for a 12-minute song by Primus that's a prog rock odyssey, I actually, I like it more than most of what Primus does straight up. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's pretty good. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, we'll talk more about that, but yeah. it's, it's interesting, and it's uh, it's a wild time. It's it's really wild to he- to hear Primus talking about like chemtrails and like COVID it, conspiracies it, and stuff. It's, it's interesting it's to wild. see bands that have never really been political before just suddenly like, suddenly make a weirdly political statement. Even yeah. though conspiracy theories shouldn't necessarily be political. But they are in now. nature, but they are they now. Are. Like, um, that's the thing. Like, modern conspiracy theories, it's all, it's all yeah, a politics I mean, game. Literally, so, out of the out of the 140 conspiracies they listed, only three of them are really, like, leftist conspiracies. The other ones are on the opposite side of the political spectrum. Mm. Which is like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Well, yep, that's pretty cool. It pretty is. cool stuff. Brit, what's up? Would would you be down to to bucket fact us? I would love to bucket the fuck out of this fact. Today we're going to talk about a one-off project that Buckethead made with another artist and uh, never did a whole lot of anything with afterwards, but nonetheless goes very, very hard. 2008's Bolt on Neck by the Frankenstein Brothers. The Frankenstein Bros. The Frankenstein Brothers. Uh, the Frankenstein Brothers are a duo of Buckethead and Mike Silverman, better known as That One Guy, who is an American musician based in Las Vegas. He performs mostly as a one-man band using a variety of homemade musical instruments. Whoa, okay. Buckethead and That One Guy played together uh, early in Buckethead's solo touring career in uh, 2006, and they would continue tour support with one another for several years with that guy, uh, sorry, with that one guy sh- uh, co-headlining duties with uh, Buckethead on a tour in 2008. Nice. The two enjoyed working together, and so they did what happens when Buckethead likes you. They recorded an album at TDRS produced by Travis Dickerson. <laughs> nice. Uh, the album is a unique mix of electronic compositions with what I can assume is that one guy's unique mix of electronic instruments as well as what is very obviously Buckethead uh, doing guitar stuff in beats. And honestly, listening to the Pikes, it's almost obvious that Buckethead definitely picked up a lot of influence from this guy. Hmm. Um, Mike Silverman... What, what year was this? Sorry. Uh, this was 2008 that they okay. did this, but uh, they started playing together in two, uh, 2005, 2006. Bam. Um, okay. Doing shows together. So uh, Mike Silverman does a show as that one guy. And I watched a clip in an, uh, where he's talking to the audience and someone asked him a question about Buckethead. And he says, quote, uh, there was always a guy like that one guy, maybe a couple guys at every show. And I'd usually go on first and that one guy would yell out Buckethead because they didn't want to see me. Uh, they only wanted to see him. And later on in the show, we'd play together. So, you know, I showed that guy, but they were only there for Buckethead. And I thought to myself near the end of the tour, you know, it's going to be nice when I can do my own tour again and they're not yelling that at me. Yeah. But then my next tour, when I was alone, at every show, there was still that one guy <laughs> by himself yelling Buckethead. <laughs> That's amazing. I know, right? That's a very Buckethead fan thing I know. I love that. Like, I heard that, and I, like, cracked up. And I'm like, I, I just have to. Beautiful. I need to write that. Because, like, I had to write down the quote, and it uh-huh. took me, like, 20 minutes. But it was like, this is, like, too good not to, like, relate. Because it's very, it's indicative of the, the Buckethead's fan base, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's lovely. It's lovely. It is lovely. Uh, and I actually have to probably, point out, it was probably Jordan Vine. Probably. Um, uh-huh. however we have, uh, I have, uh, one comment, um, from the YouTube comments on this album and the okay. top, the very top comment is mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things about this whole thing. It's uh Terry green says five years ago, mm-hmm. I saw this shit live in Dallas on three hits of acid. <laughs> my life has never been the same. <laughs> <laughs> I believe him. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, yeah, Terry, I hope you're doing well. That rocks. Yeah, I hope it wasn't like it 
unlocked some doorway that he cannot now he like now cannot close and is just like all fucked up all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like he just he yeah. can't stop coming. Like Yeah. <laughs> just can't stop. Yeah, he's like it's just I had like no oversensitive. Idea. Like someone's like, Hey, how you doing today? He's like, Ah, it's happening again. Mm-hmm. Too much. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's like that the dolphin pussy jelly, you know. And so like, like how a dolphin's pussy makes jelly that makes the uh, the male dolphin start like come uncontrollably. Like they can't stop coming until the the jelly washes off or whatever. And so like somebody hypothesized that hey maybe that works on humans. You put the jelly on your your ding dong and then you you come until you die. <sighs> There's worse ways to go. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 2008's Bolt on Neck by the Frankenstein Brothers is a very cool album that definitely has a unique loose electronic feel that I can't really compare to a whole lot, especially Buckethead, because the electronic stuff he does is usually very tight and very programmed. That's true. And this has like a very loose swing to it that I can't really compare to anything else Buckethead related. It's pretty neat. And I'd recommend giving it a listen, especially if you're into the more effects-heavy and electronic uh, drum pikes. It, right? it rocks. All right. Oh, yeah. I love that. We listen, listen to, to three, three more pikes. pikes this week. Week. Uh, Honoric Pool. Pike 235. Castle on Slunk Hill. Pike 236. And the Five Blocks. Pike 237. Wow. Yeah, yeah we did. Like, yeah. Uh, three whole boys here. Uh, three uh, as usual. The big three. So, so before we get into that, mm-hmm. uh, in the in the bucket fact, you mentioned 2008. Yeah. And I was just thinking, like, 2008 was a hell of a year. Was like, it? It was. It was. 2008, was, I think that was the year that you moved to Colorado from Alaska. That was 2009. Was it really okay? It was. It was, yeah, it was January okay. 2009. Yeah, no, yeah, so. 2008. Yeah, we were just playing lots of shows. We were doing all the our goofy metal stuff up in Alaska. Yeah, no, 2008 was a fun, a fun time. Like that, it that, was that, my that last was, full year in Alaska. Yeah, mine too. And that yeah. was that was maybe my most memorable and fun year in Alaska. Yeah, me too. 2007, 2008 were both really good years for yeah, me there. Yeah. yeah, we were we Pretty were doing a lot stuff. of dumb shit, having a lot of fun. You remember any 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 dumb goofy stories that happened <sighs> that year? Probably happened that year. Uh, I mean, that's the year I did it with the Fez on. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I didn't realize it was that long ago. I That answers some questions I didn't mm. need answered. Well, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry for both of us. <laughs> Thanks. It makes me remember answers to questions that I wish I forgot the answers to. Yeah. Yeah. This fucking memento up in this shit. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, Pike 235. <laughs> Oneric. 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 Because I think it's spelled like honorary, right? So, Oneric? It means of and or relating to dreams. Mm. So essentially, Ooh. dream pool. Ooh. Yeah, okay. So, mm-hmm. dream pool. Yeah. Um, Much cooler than Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what what's uncooler than Deadpool? Uh, uh, Doctor Who. True, true. Mm-hmm. The thing the thing the thing that bothers me I think about Deadpool is it's like the guy who plays Deadpool is objectively like one of the cooler seeming guys on the planet. And zero Interesting. And zero, zero Deadpool fans 
are anything like him. That's true. I have never met um, a Deadpool fan that reminds me at all in any way of Ryan Reynolds. Is there? Is there? Okay, the overlap between Deadpool fans and Rick and Morty fans is just a circle, right? It's just a complete so circle. Like, no. I, there's no way that people can be like fans of one and not the other. Yeah, property. no, there, there is. There is. Like, Rick and Morty fans can be a little bit more pretentious and nerdier and be like, well, Deadpool, like, it's funny. I get it. I get the jokes, but it's just not smart enough for me. Uh, yep. That person, that, the, that person exists, know, man. that person I mean, exists sure. more okay. than your type of person exists. Spencer. What is my type of person? I don't know. Fucking dorky metalhead. <laughs> is a shitty podcast about something no one cares about. <laughs> well, that's true. It's that just is the, true. You got the, me there. It's the two of us in that category. Spencer. It's just, the uh, two you're, of right, us. you're right. Yeah. I, I love, I love it when you talk shit about the podcast, when you're talking shit of, of me, about me, because it's like, it relates to both of us. It's nice. Yeah. You're no, taking, you're taking yourself down with me. I appreciate yeah, it. No, I recognize uh, we're, it. It's we're good. the same dumb asshole. Like, it's uh, true. Yeah, it's true. that's why we do this podcast and yeah. why it works. Is mm -hmm. it's uh, we've yeah. got the the hive mind of uh, uh -huh. dumbity of bullshit. Yeah, is Buckethead our Borg queen? Um, sure. Let's say that. Sure. Why not? Uh, th this pike was pretty good. This is a pretty good pike. Uh, I liked yeah. it. I liked it. So um, it starts out with uh, like some really melodic uh, soaring alt rock type mm -hmm. stuff that's kind of like post rock as well. Yeah. Um, then it picks up into more ballad territory. And one one thing too is like uh, this is uh, all the tracks are honoric pool parts one through seven. So mm -hmm. it's meant to be kind of one big contiguous song. And it, it sounds, sounds like, like it too. It, yeah. it flows. It yeah, flows. It definitely yeah, yeah. flows. It gets a little heavy in parts. Like, it does. Uh, like uh, track three gets mm -hmm. into like hard rock. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of like tracks four, five, six. It felt kind of proggy to me. Kind of. Like parts, prog yeah. proggy in the sense of like, you know, like the songs are long and it kind of like flows into, it takes you on a journey a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not. It's not just like a really long guitar solo, even though there are really long guitar solos. There's not a. I feel like there's not really so many solos on this album as there are just like leads. Like there's big, long, yeah. super soaring leads. Yeah. This isn't like a super shred album at no, all. It's no. just like a big melodic, like uh, melody, melody solo or lead solo. at best. Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's a. Uh, it's very epic. Yeah. Yeah, it's very soaring. It uh, it like it, it sounds kind of hopeful, like very. Have you ever felt soaring before? Like, um, have you ever felt like whatever you're doing is epic and soaring? Have you ever uh, felt like that? One time I got pegged, and that asshole was sore <laughs> as fuck. You know what I'm saying? It was sore as hell, soaring. Is the eye of soaring? <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never been pegged oddly. Mm. Yeah. That's weird, okay. right? That, that was a, that was a weird come around from the joke. Uh, I mean, now, I, like I feel like you ruined the joke. I, like, fi it was, I figured I, you should have just shut I, up about I, that. I might like, be able to come around if I got paired. Oh know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like it's just like the the, the prostate is a little more um, fickle. Sure. I mean, you can't just like keep on jamming on it and like hope for something to work. It's you, you gotta, gotta find the right. It's, it's like the G spot, you know. You know, so, some people it works if you just like keep on hitting it enough, hard enough, and it's just mm -hmm. shit goes off. But a lot of people, you know, you know, uh, work the work the flute. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're like a, inner light. The inner, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, the, like the Star Trek, the Next Generation yeah. episode, Inner Light. That's what you we're gotta go about. back in time. Uh-huh. Or no, you didn't go no, back. No, no, I mean, no, just, he, like, yeah, it was an pocket, alternate future. Yeah, pocket timeline, Al- alternate reality. Uh, back to Honoric Pool. Good album, epic. Yeah. Uh, nice yeah. soft metal feel, or uh-huh. like soft hard rock. Very uh-huh. soaring, very post rocky. Uh-huh. Uh, it it's good. It's a good guitar pike. I would say yes, it's a good guitar pike. Yes. Not not like not a top twenty or anything. But it's like one of it's an above average pike. Definitely, sure. definitely above average. Definitely um, above average. Yeah. Um, uh, what? Uh, th- this is an oh, honoric pool. It's a pool of dreams, which sounds cool to dive into. Yeah. What kind of pool do you least want to dive into? Oh fuck! One of those pools filled with Jello, man. That sounds awesome. It Why doesn't you... sound like, okay, have you seen the video that Mark Rober did on YouTube where he like actually filled an entire pool with jello? No. It looks so gross, bro. Like you should like watch it and then it looks incredibly gross and not fun. Mm-hmm. Like I, the idea of it is cool, but when you actually see it IRL, you're like, I don't know, fucking get that. Is it, 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 does he just make really unsanitary jello? No, he just makes a lot of jello and it just a lot of, it, You'll see. Just, it just looks gross. Trust me. It sounds because he, he also uses red Jello too, which like it looks really fucked up. Trust me. Yeah. So, Any uh, last words on Pike Two Thirty Five? Nope. Uh, me either. Pool of Dream. Yeah. I'm gonna pee into that dream pool. Hell yeah! I'm gonna pee into my pants. Call it a dream pool. <laughs> Pike Two Thirty Six Castle on Slunk Hill. Um, coincidentally enough, with the background you have here, the castle on Slunk Hill is uh, what they call Tower 7 of the World Trade Center. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <laughs> it's true. We have the Twin Towers behind us. You know? um, the, the, the Tower 7 that collapsed without any provocation. <laughs> No, there's there's actually an explanation. I know there is an explanation. That's why I'm laughing. Is because Tower Wait. Seven collapsed for reasons that are very well laid out, but yeah. people are still like, "Well, why did it collapse?" I'm like, I mean, look at like, I mean, the fire marshal did like a very thorough investigation on it. You can check it out. Like, yeah, it's, there's a lot. Basically, of the entire building was compromised by like multiple fires all around the base of the building. Mm-hmm. It's how buildings collapse. Um, I love truthers, man. What a what a what a mess. I mean, there there's a ton of stuff that like I mean, we know like Saudi Arabia is very responsible for 9/11 and they've never been held to account. So, there is a truth to 9/11 that has not been explored. However, you know, it, you know it's not what it is. It, George Bush didn't fucking plan a bomb. <laughs> like uh Brit yeah. Did you say Bush didn't do 9-11? The only... The only I don't know if we can do this podcast anymore. Yeah. George, right? George Bush doesn't do 69, but he <laughs> could have done 9-11. All right. Uh, and and uh, 420, but didn't inhale. No, he inhales. What? No, Bush loves weed. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that Bush dude, that dude gets high as fuck. Weed, yeah. Yeah. We know. We know. It is known. Uh, Pike 236 is a fucking banger. This is a, uh, a rad on Slung Hill uh, was released on November 4th, 2016, uh, eight days after Honor Pool. And it's fucking diverse and 
riffy and weird yeah. and experimental. Right. And so, it is one of the most creative fights yes. I've heard in a while. Yeah. So this one reminds me of like a roller coaster track repair. Like yeah. it is all over the place. It is super experimental, proggy. Uh, it's manic. But it doesn't feel forced. Like no, it feels no. it all flows together and it's really cool. I would say this is one of the strongest spikes that I've heard absolutely. in a quite quite a long time. Yeah, no, this is definitely uh I wrote here it's easily a top twenty pike for me, yeah. maybe a top ten. It's one really of those pikes that is just like Buckethead doing crazy idea after crazy idea. Mm. He doesn't repeat like anything. Mm-hmm. Uh it's part of a part of it actually reminded me of Le Scrawl. The way he just mashed up like different. You know, I was thinking about bringing up Lascrawl mm-hmm. as well. Like, if you're unfamiliar with what Lascrawl is, they are a German grindcore slash ska slash jazz band. That's about right. Um, that is truly unhinged and truly beautiful. They have a uh, they have a compilation record called Too Short to Ignore that is one of my favorite releases of all time. It's incredible. Um. I can't recommend it enough. They're truly wild. But what makes that band cool is like they they are super diverse and it's just like it'll go from grind to ska to grind to jazz to jazz to ska to whatever. It's it's just it's wild. It's truly wild. And then and parts of this did remind me of that. Um, yes. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was Sprawl's really good. good um and then the last song, uh Castle on Slung or sorry, Corridors Part Six. Mm-hmm. Was a fucking swan song, basically. Mm-hmm. Did you get that? Mm-mm. It was like it was like big and noisy and kind of atmospheric. Had, had like atmospheric drums. Oh, it had the synths. Yeah, yeah, and it had synths. Yeah, it it right. sounded like a swan song to me, without vocals, obviously. But it was just like it was a big, cavernous sounding post metal song. Yeah, it was, and it was really cool. And that's not the only cool part on this record. Uh, no, no. Corridor Part 3 mm-hmm. has one of the most wild solos I think I've ever heard from Buckethead. He's like he's like slamming that that uh, that kill switch and like doing some wild sweeping and mm-hmm. it is like it is crazy. Like even for him, like some of the solos on this record are are just crazy yeah and also also on uh on that track you were just mentioning uh quarters part three it it starts out with like this cool metal riff and then yeah. he just plays it on an acoustic guitar a couple times out of yeah. nowhere mm-hmm. and then it just goes into straight shedding uh sorry shredding mm-hmm. and it's like it, it i don't know it it um it has more of a concentration on diversity and like keeping the music interesting than most of the pikes do. I feel definitely. And I don't know if that's by accident or totally on purpose, but like this type of pike is the type of pike that keeps me interested the most and wants me to come back for more. Same. Yeah. Like 100%. Like I I feel like we're in complete agreement there because like, well, listening to this, I was like so pleasantly surprised as it kept going. Like I thought it started off really strong and then it just like kept getting better. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is really cool. Like he is really doing a lot and it is like really creative sounding and I'm really enjoying this. And the thing is too, I would also say as far as production on the Pikes go, this is only about maybe like a five out of 10 production. The production, the production is isn't great. great. No. However, the ideas on it are so cool, it overshadows all. Oh, hundred percent! Like I didn't like, even notice. Like I, I, I would, he, I heard it and I was like, mm, "This mix is kind of weird." Yeah, like, the mix is kind of bad. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not it, great. It, but, it sounds pretty mono and it sounds pretty compressed. The whole yeah, mix. but but like the songs are so cool. It 
it really like ends up being fine. Like, yeah, honestly. Um, yeah, banger Pike. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. At, at the same time, if this had good production, it'd be in my my top three. Easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's still definitely a crazy good Pike. Uh, crazy easily good. the best Pike of the week. Best Pike. Mm-hmm. I'd say of the two hundred so far. I would say best bike of the two hundred. I would agree. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. really good. fucking good. Um, if uh, being that this pike is so good, mm-hmm. what is this pike in relation to an all-you-can-eat buffet? Ooh, so the thing. I mean, I'm we uh, we got to be a little bit more specific. What type of all-you-can-eat buffet? Because like it is general American all-you-can-eat buffet. Like a Royal Fork, like a Zupa. Excuse me. Like a Golden Corral. Thank you very much. So after we do some lines in the handicap stall. Of course. I mean, that's what you do. You go to to Golden Corral. You honor, you know, the the brothers, the Daryl brothers. Yes. The The the, Abbott Abbott brothers. brothers. Sorry, the Abbott brothers. brothers. Not the Daryl brothers. Uh, Dimebag Daryl and uh, Vinny (laughs) Daryl. Vinny Daryl Abbott. Uh, Uh, Yeah, the, the Abbott bros. You honor the Abbott bros. You do some lines. Snort something in you, the handicap uh, stall. You you come up with a damage plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, damage plan. You say, hell eight. yeah. Yeah. You, you come out uh-huh. of the bathroom uh-huh. and uh, you know what? You go straight for the steak because this, this album mm-hmm. is fucking steak. This is like the best thing you can get at a buffet. I don't, I don't usually see steak at a buffet. Are you talking about like the big carving Excuse area? me. Excuse me. That's what sets Golden Corral apart is Golden really? Corral is a buffet restaurant that has steak. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't remember that. I, I've been mm. there a couple of times yeah. back when I ate meat. Really? And like, that, I don't that was remember like the that. big selling point is they're like a buffet yeah. restaurant that has steak to order. Hmm. Interesting. I can't, yeah, that was like the thing. That was not it. the thing that I ate there. I no. ate like a bunch of like mashed potatoes. Like that's pretty much all I remember eating. I was just like, mashed, give me the mashed potatoes. You can make that shit for like a third of I the price. I fucking like mashed potatoes, bro. Whatever, like, man. Don't hate. Though, I was, I was also like 16 goddamn years old. So like whatever. It's fucking steak for the same price as your goddamn mashed potatoes. But like Do you know how cheap potatoes are? Good. They are really cheap and it's really easy to make mashed potatoes. And you know what? I might I might make some mashed potatoes. You know, you know what I got to say about mashed potatoes? They taste great. great. Easy, easy to, to make. make gravy. Maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> maple syrup. Sure. Um, uh, this this pike though tastes great. Easy to make. Maple Gravy. syrup. Fuck. Pike <laughs> <laughs> 237, The Five Blocks, released on uh, November 17th, mm-hmm. 2016, 13 days after Honorick Pool. By the way, I forgot to mention um, yeah. Honorick Pool uh, was released on October 27th, 2016, 211 days after the previous Pike coupon, but that's because yeah. he was on tour. Yeah. And, and like, uh, and actually, one of. One of two of the tour dates he did in between here. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry, they weren't. That was actually in 2006. I got that wrong. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is reflected in the comments for the for Honor Pool. Like a mm-hmm. lot of people being like, "Oh my god, it's been so long since there's been a Pike." Um, a lot of people really stoked about that one as a result mm-hmm. of that. And I feel like that was a really strong Pike to come back on. It was for sure. Like definitely, like he's kicking off. Yeah, this would, have, would have been crazy if he came back with Castle on Slope. Oh, my God, like, right, right. Um, but this Pike is really good. Like, I actually liked this one a lot as well. I thought <laughs> this was a really strong week. Yeah, and like, uh, oddly enough, uh, so this, this album's called The Five Blocks, but it's uh, 
separated into six different tracks, mm-hmm. blocks zero through five. I love that. I love I, that he starts from zero, like it a programmer. Is, it's very, yeah, it's very prog. Somebody, somebody in the comments said that. We'll get yeah. to that comment mm-hmm. uh, later. But yeah, I, I like that he starts from zero. That's great. Um, this is a really strong pike. This is kind of like the previous pike, but way. No, no, le- it's not. Okay, it's not. You're right. No, th- it's this, not. this is like some some of the pikes in like the early like tens and twenties. It's it's got definitely like a post rock aesthetic to it, but it's very driving and it's very hopeful sounding. Yeah, and there's like a lot of um, a lot of like harmonized guitars. The mm-hmm. the mix is a lot better on this one. Mix is the production on this is fantastic. Yeah, this one is much 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 yeah. better, and like it sounds more like a I don't know. It sounds like he spent more time on it, which is yeah. weird because like the previous one's so creative, you know? It, it uh, sounds like he spent more time on the production aspect of this. Like it mm-hmm. sounds like uh, someone paid him to make this album, whereas the last one, it sounded like he did it just for Buckethead. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, th- this one is a lot less creative, but at the same time, it is very Buckethead, and it's like it, it's got a tone to it that is you know, very much him and it works. It's just like, you know, all very consistent, all very hopeful sounding. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, uh, you know, just like, uh, the soundtrack to your rock climbing movie or like something okay. where like, well, like, s- like some, a cool rock climbing movie, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like cliffhanger. No, 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 like no vertical limit. No, 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 no. Like a documentary, like where a guy's like okay. overcoming nature or okay. something cool like that. Do you have vertical limit on your server? I do. I That's think. awesome. I need to watch that. Oh, have you seen what was that other K nine? Right, the, the like, Widowmaker. Yeah, they, they came out like at the exact same same time. For some reason, like I don't think I've ever seen that. There, we, we there get... was a winter where like two mm. or three like huge mountain disaster movies came out. And I was like, right, what? it was like in like ninety seven when they did those two volcano in in oh, the city movies, da- well, Dante's Peak, yeah. and uh, what was the other one? It was the one where the volcano was in L A. Was it just called Volcano. I think it was Probably, called Volcano. Yeah, yeah. I think Tommy one, Lee Jones is in that yeah, one. Yeah, okay, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, and Pierce Brosnan's in the other one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, the year after that, they did the the Asteroid movies. There was uh, Deep Impact and Armageddon. Like, mm-hmm. they were out at, like, the same time, which is Love wild. Love that. Oh. Like, I, I like it when studios try to compete against each other by releasing, like, the same movie. Well, see, that's the thing is, that's that's the thing that's well known in the industry, and... Uh, for there's actually a lot of movies that have never been made because multiple studios hold rights to certain parts of that story. Mm. And they know as soon as they make that movie that like the other studio will try to make a bigger budget, more successful version, which is like, uh, and they're really hesitant to do that after, um, the whole thing, uh, with Wyatt Earp and tombstone. Oh, I don't know this. Yeah, because back in like uh, the early nineties, like ninety three, I think was Tombstone. Yeah, they were both like the yeah. same year, but like uh, one of the studios, I think, started making Wyatt Earp first, and the other studio was like, "No, we're gonna make Tombstone," and they made it like for less money, and it was way more successful. Mm. Um, but that was actually the reason cited for why like no one ever made a major budget uh, Houdini film. Huh. Is because like five different studios owned different biography and autobiography rights, hmm. and they could have just pulled that at any time. And so none of them did it because they were just stuck in a stalemate, which is fucking weird. Right? Who, 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 Houdini cannonball? Got shot with the cannonball. 
Um, this, <laughs> this bike's pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. I liked all three of the pikes this week. I thought they were all really good. Yeah. Like, he's been doing... I think the 200s, honestly, have been, like, really fucking strong, mostly. They, they, I mean, like, except for the, you know, the Halloween pikes. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, the 200 series past the Halloween pikes has honestly, honestly been, like, more hits than misses, I think. I'd say so, yeah. 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 Like, I, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by this. I, like... I expected the pikes to get worse, I guess. I don't know why I expected that, but I guess I expected them to get worse, and I don't feel like they have. No. Like, no. if anything, I feel like he's getting better at doing this. Like At times, yeah. He's, he's, I mean, he's, he's more maintaining I feel quality. like he's more consistent now yeah. than he was in, like, some of the 100s and even before. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's a hell of a thing. Hell of a thing. Yeah. What a... Uh... 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 uh I don't know. What five things are you blocking from getting hit? <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, children, uh, animals, uh, uh, dumpsters, um, guardrails, and uh, a melon at a Gallagher show. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, who are five people who have blocked you, Britt? <laughs> I feel like I'm always the one to block people first. You're, the, actually, you're always the blocker, huh? I, I never, can't think never of the, the blocky. I can't think of like a single person who's actually blocked me. Hmm. I am. I am usually the blocker just because I'm like I don't have fucking time to deal with your bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you lay down the band. I hammer. like to have a good time on the internet, and so if someone okay. if someone comes into my DMs and they're like, I, "I'm determined to make you have a bad time on the internet," I'm like, "Well, that's that's what the block button is for." <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. it's easy. It's very easy. Dang. Yeah. yeah, it is. They made it pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Pretty easy. You ever see that movie Disturbia? Yeah, that was Shia right. LaBeouf. Yeah, uh, a partner of Mia Goth. Partner of Mia Goth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Goth LaBeouf. Yeah, uh, that that film has like a very memorable opening sequence. I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, don't change your channel. Home Improvement will be right back. Oh man, we're back. Hey, we did it. We, How do we, we feel about being back? I feel relieved because I took a piss. Well, you're pants. not going to feel relieved much longer because it's time. Brad, are you ready to go on a journey with me? Where are we going? Into the bucket void. Statements from the bucket void. Bucket uh, yeah, anyways, we're here. We're in the part of the show where we talk about YouTube comments. Because that's what we do. We are in the bathroom again. We're in the Arby's bathroom. We're here to talk about YouTube. The Arby's bathroom of life. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's the bucket void, really. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot to talk about here. So let's uh, let's get on into it. Um, YouTube user IF says five years ago, Bucketheads music is one of the best possible things to drown in. Even after hearing everything he's done, it's still a treat to continue basking in its awesomeness. I'm not going to read the rest of it there because the point is here 
I like the idea of drowning in something. I mean, this guy's definitely a sinker, right? He's definitely a sinker. Definitely into the, the quicksand. Definitely into quicksand. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you choose to drown in? Um, got to choose. I'd say uh, 800 pounds of raw Dave Matthews band sewage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that almost happened to some people, yeah. believe it or not. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild stuff. Mm-hmm. Um Tanme Goswami says five years ago, what is this man, Buckethead? We were so thirsty for your music, but you came back again. Can't express my feelings in word. In word? Um, Microsoft Word, probably. Yeah, definitely. They yeah. they need uh, Google Docs to do this one. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you. I, I like the uh, we were so thirsty. Oh, we were thirsty, so much right. thirsty for your music. They they wanted they were so much thirsty for no, that music. Now yeah. now it'd be squirting all over the place. Yeah yeah yeah. You know it'd be squirting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Barry Smith says in a truly unhinged comment uh, that might just be <laughs> Jordan Vine. Um, Man, I'm 60 years old and I just found this guy two months ago. Blew me away. I would love to see this guy with Gilmore, Page, Satriani, Beck, Dot, Now. That would be a show, but I'm afraid Bucket will prevail. Hail Buckethead the King. This comment is in all caps, by the way. Yeah. Um, I li- So he, he wrote Beck, period, and then started his next sentence without a space, and YouTube thought he was linking to a website, so they made it a link, and so it says Beck dot now. Um, also, um, <laughs> the the comment starts. He just says someone's name. Oh yeah, because he was responding to someone. Oh, someone oh I'm so just that, like that comment had been deleted though, so oh, it was just him saying this. Okay, it, with to nothing. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. See how that's not a blue link. If it, right, it was a right. blue link, it would have linked to somebody else's. Sure, comment, sure. I that, was just very yeah. confused there. <laughs> yeah. That's why I didn't read it. Excellent. Uh, yes. Excellent. Uh, pretty good, though. I, I lo- okay, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. Any comment that starts with, I'm 64 years old. Any comment that starts like, I'm an old man, mm. I want to see it. I want to read it. I want to hear it. At the same time, that's like, it. that's at least like two-thirds of the comments on YouTube in general. I know, which is what what's so beautiful about it. I love it. Here, but- here's a, th- a weird thing, though. Um Another like very popular um, YouTube comment is like, "I'm 13. I was born in the wrong generation. This music is yeah. so cool." That doesn't appear on Buckethead YouTube very often at all. No, it's it mostly does not. old dudes it's old being dudes. like, "I'm very old. I heard Buckethead last Joe week." Joe Satriani, Gilmore. Page I Hendrix. Rem- I remember jerking off to Rolling Stone when Eddie Van Halen was in there, and now I'm glad I have another guy I can jerk off to in Guitar World magazine. Yeah. It's like yep. most of the comments. Most of the comments. Mm-hmm. The comments, if you will. Chihuahua Boo Boo says five years ago, <laughs> before then, Big P, you are her rival anyways. I have no idea what this comment means. Before then, Big P, you are her rival anyway. Yeah, this is... So this was not a response to something. This was just a comment on its own. It sounds like it could have been typed by a chihuahua. It does. Perhaps this is Chihuahua Boo Boo's 
thoughts? Maybe Chihuahua Boo Boo would just be posting things. Before then, so I'm thinking before the big penis, <laughs> you are her rival. I don't, I don't, I can't make. I, ch- I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't hoping, do anything. I was with hoping this. you could help me with this. I can't but do anything with this. You, no, nobody can. Yeah, I can't make any connections. Yeah, here. well, this is moving this on. Lost. Sorry, it's, it's chaos. Yeah. You know. Sea Love Travels said three years ago, Some people pay money to see a therapist. I listen to a Buckethead album. So you know how I know this person needs to see a professional therapist? Uh, Tell me. It's because they believe that Buckethead (laughs) is a good replacement for professional therapy. (laughs) Uh, Well, I mean, if it's working for them. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this if they're uh, if they're leaving comments on Buckethead YouTube, whatever therapy they think they're getting isn't working. I would agree. I would agree with that statement. No. Yeah, I don't think it's working too well. No. YouTube user totally for sure says five years ago edited kicks axe. Well worth the wait after the hiatus of Buckethead's 2016 tour. This whole pike is amazing. Should have been the soundtrack for the Deadpool movie. <laughs> so yeah. you you had the same thought as uh, the, totally. this this buckethead YouTube person. Yep. yep. Um, if if we could choose the soundtrack to the to the Deadpool movies, who do you think we should pick? I would say John Zorn. <sighs> that would be <laughs> letting John Zorn. Soundtrack a Marvel movie? <laughs> unhinged. Amazingly unhinged. <laughs> yeah, that would be like next yeah. level shit. Yeah. I mean, you know what? I, I'd say just Buckethead. There you go. <laughs> Equally unhinged. Like, that is not a responsible <laughs> you agree, decision. You agree with Toadly for sure. Yeah, it yeah. It should be Buckethead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh-huh. You know, I agree. I would love to see Buckethead soundtrack a, a major media property. That would be great. It could actually be great. That would yeah, be great. We, we could do a great job. I'd love that. That would be awesome. Moving on, YouTube user Katie Marigold says five years ago, I was hoping for some new Buckethead. Now I can cheer up from being down about the staggering pile of shit that is coming with President Chump's recent victory. President Chump. President Chump. This is around the time that President Chump was elected. President Chump, Donald Chump. Yeah. Uh, the reason why this is notable is because there's a response that uh-huh. I think is... Yeah. Uh, Pretty beautiful. So we're going to talk about that. Please don't tell me it's what I think Uh, it is. YouTube user Hunter Erickson says three years ago, Katie Marigold, I love Buckethead, my favorite artist in the world and my main inspiration for my own playing. I wouldn't be where I am without him. However, shockingly enough, I guess I also support my president. I personally think he's done things to make this country better. But regardless, Buckethead isn't about politics. I have a feeling he doesn't even read up about it. All he's about is speaking through his acts. And it should stay that way. <laughs> we got a we got a Buckethead fan Trump supporter here. This I mean, is the first. This is the first that I've seen because typically politics don't come. No, up. it is not the first. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I mean, where we Swiss go, made. Yes. Yeah, I RC mean, Swiss made. They're 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 the first. Yeah, but. they're they're the the progenitor of that. But they they have not explicitly talked about Trump. This is the first time I've explicitly seen a person say like, 
I support Donald Trump in a buckethead. Yes. YouTube However, I will. I will also say, as of you know, a couple years ago, when RC Swiss made was making their comments. I had not seen nor encountered a single QAnon supporter anywhere who did not support Trump. That, no, I mean, I agree. Yes. I'm not saying that you are incorrect. Yeah. I'm just saying like, they haven't explicitly said that. True. So this is the first time and I'm also, explicitly also, saying that. I mean, this person is just saying, I also support my president. They could be in any country in the world, not necessarily <laughs> America. They might not be talking about Trump. Sure. Sure. And honestly, the person, the last person might have been talking about President Trump as a different person that is not President Justin Trump. Justin Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He's, he's a prime minister. but Prime Minister Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. Mark Cabana says four years ago, Bucket, what are you doing? I'm sorry, man. You are way too talented for Mr. to listen to 30 men of ramble, ramble, ramble. Nothing making sense. Wow, man. First negative comment ever on the bucket, but I just can't help it. Should have clarified which pike I was listening to. Sorry again. Skip the ducking ramble, dude. You know that Almond Brothers song when the DJs need a 20-minute break? You know. Yeah, but <laughs> hey, Bucket, you stop the ramble, ramble, ramble. <laughs> You're not making sense, Buckethead. 30 minutes of ramble, ramble, ramble. Why Why not more 20-minute <laughs> Almond Brothers song when DJs need a break? Ramble, ramble, ramble. Ramble. Stop the ducking ramble, Brit. Ramble, ramble, damble. Buckethead. So this guy. Uh-huh. It, it, it's This guy's it, ramble stilt skin. Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, a ramble foreskin, actually. <laughs> yes. yes, um, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> this guy's the... F- he sucks. The, yeah, it, it's so weird to me, like, how how little self-awareness exists on the internet. My favorite is when people will type a sentence that they could have easily just, like, gone back and erased and reformatted their, their comment to express themselves more clearly, but they, they, like, will write a comment then disagree with themselves or agree with themselves and then say the same thing again, or like a, a contradictory statement. It's it's very like stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness. I, I also feel like a lot of these people are like trying to write conversationally and they write exactly mm. how they'd speak. Yeah. However, like a person talking like, well, man, Ferdinand Cohen ever saw a bucket head. God, you can't help it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, shoot it, shoot him out of the pocket, let him start again. Like, most of the time, people just, like, uh, smile and nod and be like, hi, I got what you And so, like, if you're in real life, it, it doesn't matter because people will just, like, pass it off or whatever. But if you actually write it down, people can actually read it and go, what the fuck? So that's why <laughs> on the stream, I have us in the Arby's bathroom. I have us in the Arby's bathroom because this sounds like the sort of shit some guy would try to tell me in the fucking Arby's bathroom. Oh, yeah. Like, like you're like, uh, hey, man, uh, there's no toilet paper here. Would you mind handing me some? And you just hear a voice from the other side. Bucket, what are you doing? I'm sorry, man. Ramble, ramble, ramble. You are too talented <laughs> for Mr. to listen to 30 men of ramble, ramble, ramble. And you're, and like, like, you're like, dude, what? I have shit on my ass. Like, just <laughs> pass the, the, the stuff over. He's like, skip the ducking ramble, dude. Just hand me the Arby's hose. <laughs> the Arby's. Yes, exactly. Um, 
YouTube user Quantum Guitar says five years ago, from jazz to trash, he can play everything. I like his attitude. He works very hard. When he does. Jazz to trash, dude. Jazz to trash. One of my favorite things. Wait, wait what do you mean jazz to trash? Jazz is trash. There we go. Um, one of my favorite things on the internet is when people will misspell thrash metal to trash metal. Mm. I, I love that so very they're not, much. They're not wrong, though. They're, they're not wrong, and it's It's, it's garbage beautiful. metal. <laughs> it's garbage metal for garbage people. <laughs> That's grindcore. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, I jazz, jazz to trash. From jazz to trash. That, that, could be a, that could be a from Justin to Kelly meme. You just take the from Justin to Kelly cover... Jazz to trash. Uh, that's our uh, Guns and Roses cover band is a uh, jazz, jazz and trash cans. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll get to that. Um, YouTube user Hollis Williams Ooh, says Christmas and Hollis again. Christmas and Hollis Williams says one month ago. I think he could have been a physicist or a mathematician. He is very smart and obviously doesn't shy away from technical stuff. So this person doesn't understand uh, STEM nor music. No, no, this person there, does how, not. You, how, like, if you've ever played an instrument, how do you make the line between, I'm good at an instrument, I'd be really good as an astrophysicist. Like, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> that yeah. line cannot be drawn. That, that, I agree. That line it's an irresponsible, cannot be drawn. It's, it's just like saying, Stephen Hawking, he's real smart. I bet he'd be great at the guitar. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe. No. Like, he, he could he could barely pick up his arms. <laughs> well, I mean, in another life, maybe he shred shredded hard. You know, yeah. it, it could have. Um, so, moving on. Uh, oh, we'll get to that one in a second. YouTube user Omega Lord says four years ago, this man a wizard. Yeah, he's an artistic wizard. Artistic wizard, I agree. Yeah, this this man is a wizard. He is. Yeah, he is. Hell yeah. yeah hell yeah. Uh, fuck yeah, moving on. Um, Rob Lee says two years ago, Hey, ask Tom Sawyer, ask... Or sorry, hey, Tom Sawyer, ask Getty if Alex is a better guitar player than Bucket. I think you know the answer. He said this to no one. This was not a response to anything. Hey, Tom Sawyer. So, hey, he's, Tom Sawyer. He, he's he's addressing a, a a Rush song title and asking the song to ask Getty, <laughs> which yeah. is spelled like Gettysburg, yeah. not Getty Lee. Gettysburg Lee. Yeah, as we know, the, 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 the Getty Lee address. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God, that's the name of the, <laughs> the Getty Lee address. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, so he's asking. A song to <laughs> ask, but he's asking it in the in the verse of the song. I think so. He's asking it in the lyrics of the song. Hey Tom Sawyer, I think he's he's doing hey, that. Hey Tom Sawyer, ask Getty if Alex is a better guitar player. I think you already know the answer. Fuck that. No, this yeah. is fuck you, Rob. I don't know why he's talking about Rush. I don't understand anything that's happening here. It is fucking nonsense. It's like, this is what happens when boomers get drunk and go on YouTube. Yes. Like, this is what happens when boomers have, like, their their fifth Miller Lite, and they can't handle it at Applebee's, and they stumble home and get on YouTube and start making comments. As they fucking do. Mm. Uh, Speaking of YouTube comments, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about our favorite YouTube commenter. Oh, we love it. Master of the ship key, a bucket bar divine. 
Our favorite YouTube commenter, Jordan Vine. Mm-hmm. Um, he's back with a vengeance. Uh, a vengeance. He says, he says a lot. <laughs> he says a lot this week. Some some pretty wild stuff. We're gonna talk about two of his comments today. I'll need your uh, help with the emphasis here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jordan Vine says three years ago, people want masterpieces again or a proper album. What? This is a proper album. But smaller, and this is a masterpiece. But smaller, everything he does is a masterpiece. He doesn't just do big masterpieces; he does smaller masterpieces as well. This, the Pikes, this Pike is awesome. Well, everything he does is awesome, mind-blowingly awesome. The greatest guitar guitarist ever. And I mean, mean ever to learn, learn and play, play a guitar. No, no one else is better. No one, no other human being who plays the instrument, Buckethead forever. Yeah, pretty intense. Sorry, I, I got a little lost so there. But thanks for keeping us on track. Um, yeah, I, I like the idea of not just big, big masterpieces, smaller masterpieces too. Mm-hmm. It can be you can be small and be, be still be a masterpiece. Uh, I know? think a small masterpiece is uh, referred to as Little Romeo. <laughs> hey, that's a joke. That because that's his son. That's his son's name. You're welcome. Wow, masterpiece son is Little Romeo. You're welcome. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're welcome. Yep. 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 You're welcome, uh, everybody. Thank, thanks for that. Thanks You're for welcome. that. Uh, we love that. Yep. So <laughs> we're gonna close the Jordan Vine section here, and then we're gonna do a statement from the Britain Void. Okay. Hmm. This is a truly... Jordan Vine says four years ago, so in a truly unhinged comment, I'm seriously, insanely addicted to this extraordinary guy and his pikes, and there's no pill, tablet, or any medicine or therapy that can cure me, and I don't want to be cured... I want to live with this addiction till the day I die. Jordan Fine. All right, we're going to do it. All right. On Monday, August 2nd at 4.01 p.m., you texted me. (laughs) You're in her DMs. I'm the weird guy at work who always talks to her about my replica Highlander, the TV series Velvet Duster. We are not the same. (laughs) (laughs) Statements from the bucket Uh, now, if if I recall, that um, that that text was based on something I sent you before, mm-hmm. where someone was trying to sell their replica Highland Velvet Duster mm-hmm. on eBay for like five hundred dollars, <laughs> and it had gone unsold for like five months because no one wanted this thing. Of course, no, because it was entirely it. custom to this fucking frumpy dude. 
Uh-huh. Oh, it's so good. It's pretty good. We love that. Yeah. We love that. We do love that. That's great. Hey, Spencer, what do you got to recommend this week? I only have an anti-recommendation Okay, this go week. for it. And oh. I don't normally pull out an anti-recommendation. I don't like to be too negative. <laughs> but you know what I got to say? And I'm going to say it before you say it, because you're probably going to say it at some point. Um, okay. Star Trek Picard fucking sucks. Yeah, it sucks ass. It's, it's problematic. It's really bad. Mm. It's fucking terrible. And as big Star Trek fans, I mean, we we have spent, like, probably, I think all of the time we've spent hanging out outside of this podcast for the last couple of weeks just complaining about Star Trek Picard. <laughs> like, we talk pretty, about it yeah. so much, but we don't talk about it on here. And so I think it's funny, and I just want to, uh, you know, shout that out and say don't bother. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch the first season and we're like, "Wow, this is bad," I wonder if it's better in the second season. The answer is no. No, definitely. <laughs> it's not. It's not better. No. It's worse, even actually, that it, it's still yeah, going. Pro- probably. Yeah. I, it's it's as bad. I yeah. Mm, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm not going to say it's it's worse than the first season, but it's worse in the sense that they're continuing to go on and they're oh, yeah, continually yeah. writing bad stories and. Bad dialogue. It's, and it's bad characterization. Supremely disappointing. It, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's supremely, yeah. It's hard to be disappointed because, like, I had no expectations after the first season, but yeah. then, like, the very first couple episodes of this second season were okay. Yeah, and I was like, like the first okay, two episodes, I was like, all this right, might end up pretty this might good. be okay. And then it was like, no, no, just like it's like a, it was like a roller coaster, mm-hmm. and we're just. Down. Yeah, it was like it was like a it was like the dragon wagon where there's a little hill up, but instead mm-hmm. of a little hill down, it just went straight into fucking hell. Yeah, it, uh, like watching it is like being in hell. It, it is truly miserable. Yeah. Um, I I don't recommend watching it. No, I can't recommend watching it. No, uh, Britt, what can you recommend? I can actually make a huge recommendation. What so, do you got? Um, uh, I would uh, recommend the album. The Melody of Rhythm. It's a 2009 album by Bela Fleck, mm-hmm. uh, Edgar Meyer, and uh, tabla player Zakir Hussein. Mm-hmm. And uh, in as much, actually, I would just recommend checking out Zakir Hussein in general. The dude is a next level tabla player. Um, nice. Uh, Love a tabla. Like, t- yeah. they're, they're great. Tabla is such a cool instrument. and um, yeah, it's so much texture. Right, and Edgar Meyer, the bassist and the guy who did all the arrangements for this album, was asked who uh, the greatest musical genius he ever worked with was, and he said, uh, without hesitation, Zakir Hussein, the tabla player on this album Hmm. was. And this album has Bela Fleck on it. Yeah. So, I mean, Edgar Meyer has worked with, like, the greatest musicians of all time, Mm -hmm. and he thinks a tabla player is the best. That's Which pretty, blows that's me an away. interesting perspective. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. But like, I mean, if you watch Zakir Hussein, you will mm. get it because mm. the dude plays next level shit. Like, dude fucking plays, man. No, nah, dude, dude can dude fucking, fucking rock. We fucking love that. Fucking plays. Yeah. It's tight, dude. I, I'm definitely going to check that out. That sounds awesome. You should text that to me so I don't forget. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but I will give that a listen. That sounds great. Hell uh, yeah. I love me a great, great album recommendation. And we love to see it. Hey, is it time for my favorite part of the show? I think it is. How are pirates like a diabetic child with a juice box? Oh no. Well, it's dangerous when they hit the high seas. Yeah. It's true. 
What do you do when a bassist arrives early to a gig? I don't know. Well, you tip him well and thank him for the pizza. Nah. Yes. Uh, liberal feminist idea of progress is opening a Dairy Queen instead of a Burger King. <laughs> that is, that's, that's too true. Uh, how does Guns N' Roses stage manager tell if the stage is level? Uh, that's a great question. Well, they see if drool is coming out of both sides of Slash's mouth. <laughs> yeah, they do. That is how they do that, mm, isn't it? Indeed, indeed. Um, Republicans will accuse Democrats of running an international ring of pedophiles who perform cultish rituals and are funded by brainwashed followers and a shady real estate holdings, and then they will go to Catholic Church on Sunday. Nah. You know, I've been searching for the very best camouflage, but I feel like when I find it, I shouldn't be able to find it. <laughs> That's a great point, honestly. Like, I, I completely agree. Mm. You shouldn't be able to find it. Uh, question for you. You might know uh, this one. Okay. Are, are, uh, are vegans allowed to get butterflies in their stomach? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. Mm. I have to ask somebody more hardcore than me. Um, yeah. So, uh, on, on my social media accounts, uh, I have exactly two reply guys. Mm -hmm. I call that a, uh, pair of social relationships. <laughs> uh, nice. Uh, I usually wear fingerless gloves, which you know, yeah, um, that is true. So, uh, when my girlfriend asked for a mutual masturbation, I was like, geez, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, I'll close out on this one. Okay. Uh, a Roman, a comic, a courier, and a gothic walk into a bar. Uh-huh. The bartender says, get out. We don't want your type here. Hey. hey. Those are all typesets. Ha, 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 Oh my God! We made it to the end of the show. Oh, At the end of the show, Brit. We did. How, we how still cool have. We still have one more thing. We do. Uh, we're gonna do our outro though first, right? Yeah, and we're we, gonna. We certainly are. We're gonna do the last part of the show. Yeah. Hey, I've been. Uh, I've been Britain. And I've been Spencer. You've been listening to Getting Ed. A, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucketheads. Namaste. All right, um, so here we are. Uh, this is uh, epic Ralph battles in history, where we, oh my god, where we, oh my god, <laughs> where we go ahead and uh, rewrite a scene from a uh, uh -huh. from 2009's Ming Hags by Bam, Bam Margera. Ralph, are you supposed to go out looking for a job today? Nah, there's a b-ball game coming on at four. You can't watch no b-ball game. You gotta get a job. Nah, I'm gonna try to get laid tonight. Ralph, I'm getting tired of it. You're gonna get a job today. T-O-D-A-Y. 
This is muffed up. I'm taking a day off. Back in the war, we kill sissies like you. I'd like to shoot you, stupid. You couldn't hit the side of a barn. If we were in the jungle, I'd slice your throat. And this isn't the jungle. My cat will save me. I can't believe that I had sex to even make you. Sex makes people? What a waste of pleasure. My name is Ralph. Your forehead makes a good target. By the end of the day, you better have a job or else. You see this? It's gonna hurt. Get a job. Um, uh, okay. Do you want to do yours or mine first? I I think we have to do yours first because chronologically, it we seems actually like that do comes have to do first. mine first chronologically. Yeah. Um, um, so both of ours are actually like uh, political and f- kind of topical and uh, related to each other. Surprisingly, yeah, in a, because in we're an the same way. idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Uh, I, I think I would like to play the Ralph part in mine. Cool. I'm going to play the Ralph part in mine. Okay, perfect. Then when we're all set, let's do it. Cool. How, what the fuck did I just do here? You moved it down and I, drew a Yeah, I know. I'm line. just... I don't want that. That's stupid. Okay. Oh, well. Uh, do you want me to fix it? Here. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay. So, uh, I'm going to give the setup for this, I guess. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so, this takes place on the eve of <clears throat> the 2000 election between, I mean, ostensibly George W. Bush and Al Gore. Mm-hmm. But uh, another actor in, in the mix here, um, mm-hmm. the third party actor, mm-hmm. was Ralph Nader. Mm-hmm. Who uh, some people in Democratic circles blame on... Um, uh, you know, Gore losing the presidency because, uh, you know, I want to say about 30,000 people in Florida voted for Ralph Nader. Correct. Um, which, you know, wouldn't have really made the difference. And over 800,000 people that were registered Democrats in Florida did not vote that year. So mm. maybe instead of blaming it on 30,000 people who voted Green Party, blame it on the Nearly a million people mm-hmm. who pledged their vote to a certain party and didn't even show up. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. But this is uh, this so this is Al Gore mm-hmm. speaking to Ralph Nader on the eve of the election. Oh man, I get to be Al Gore. You do. That Take rules. it away. Oh Jesus Christ, Ralph! Aren't you supposed to get a job today? Nah. I'm going to run for the president on the 7th of November. You can't run for no presidency. You'll let George W. Bush win. Nah, I'm going to make a stand for the third party tonight. Uh, I'm getting tired of it, Nader. You're going to drop out today. T-O-D-A-Y. And this is muffed up. Two-party politics suck. Back in the 60s, I could have the FBI assassinate dissenters like you. You see those guys in suits with sunglasses? They're gonna hurt, stupid. The FBI couldn't assassinate a barn. I'd like to kill you with my car. But because of my consumer advocacy for seatbelts, my safety measures will save me. I can't believe this great nation even made you. Bad nations make good people? What a waste of votes. My name is Ralph. You need to drop out. You see this nation? It's going to go bad. I mean, worse than it is. Lovely. Love is lovely. It's lovely. Great. 
Um, so I'm going to switch the Ralph scene around here. Um, Hell yeah. So my Ralph scene is between George W. Bush, president-elect <laughs> George mm-hmm. W. Bush, and chief of staff Andrew Card on the morning of September 11th, 2001. Andrew Card, I mean, I remember him like whispering in the, the president's ear. I'm trying to mm-hmm. remember what he looks like and give him a good voice here. I think, I mean, obviously sounds like a Republican. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay, I think I got him. Man, I gotta talk like this. Right. I gotta talk like this. There we go. Okay. Right. There we go. Huh. Jesus Christ, George W. Bush. Aren't you supposed to be aware that America is under attack today? I gotta read the pet goat to these second graders at nine. You can't read no goat book to kids. You gotta lead this country. Nah, I'm gonna stare awkwardly around the room for seven minutes. W. Nation's getting tired of it. You're going to respond to these terrorist attacks today. T-O-D-A-Y. This is muffed up. I want to know what happens to the goat. Back at the White House, we prepared a statement for a sissy like you. I'd like you to read it, stupid. I couldn't read the side of a barn. (laughs) If we weren't being filmed by the press corps, I'd knock some sense into you. Well, we are being filmed. The second graders will save me. I cannot believe the American people elected you. I won the election? What a waste of fraud. My name is Bush. Your folksy idiocy makes a good target. By the end of the day, you better address the American people or else. You see this terrorist attack? It's gonna hurt. Read the statement. Lovely. That's great. That's great. Good stuff. Good that's stuff. that's what it is. That's where it is. That's where it is. Hey, bye. Fuck you. Hey, later. Thanks for listening, but thanks for nothing. Yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. Before we leave, yeah. Big thanks to our Patreon five dollar supporters. Oh, yeah. Read their names. Yeah, I won't read them because I have them memorized. Ian Killia, Dan Morrison, Dylan, Dylan Lance, you're the man's persons, peoples. Thank you. Spe- oh, speaking of which, we've got one one more thing here. One it looks more like. thing. One more thing. So, it, as we talked about at the top of the show, mm-hmm. Britt, it's your birthday tomorrow. Yeah, in like uh, two hours, two and a half hours. In like two and a half hours, and I have your birthday present here. Cool. And I think that you should be here for me to give it to you. Excellent. We're going to do this live. It's an unboxing video, technically. Yeah. Technically speaking. Using, um, using the knife uh, given to you from um, uh, knife, knife Nuts Podcast? Yeah, you know? from LeVon. Yeah. Hell thanks yeah. for the knife, LeVon. Yeah, thanks, LeVon. Uh, so, happy birthday, Britt. Well, thank you. What do we got here? We got... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Nine eleven light roast coffee. Which let's let's be honest, those buildings Shouldn't were be dark those buildings were dark roasted for certain. This is more of the the Tower Seven blend, I guess. Uh, no, will you read the name of the blend? It's it's a hero. Help everyone remain operational is the name of it, but it's the never forget blend. <laughs> never forget. Wow. Th- thanks. Cool. <laughs> uh. Yep. 
You got the 911 coffee. Oh, great. You got it from drinkhero.com, uh-huh. which definitely doesn't sound crypto fascist in any way. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, enjoy your 911 coffee, Britt. Thanks, dude. Uh, Appreciate that. <laughs> been getting out of book, I guess. <laughs> yep. Bye. Look off. Never forget coffee. <laughs>